Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's time for Bart Reed, Drive Time Sports Insider for everything basketball in Arkansas. Bart is a former college player here in Arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in Arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program. Bart Reed is brought to you by Arch Street Wheel and Tire. Tell them you heard this ad on the buzz and you'll get $100 off instantly with the purchase of Fortillo or Nitto tires. Only at Arch Street Wheel and Tire. Well, Bart, middle of the week. You having a nice Wednesday? I am having a nice Wednesday, and I have to say this coming in. I love here in Queen Grovey. We talked about football yesterday. My first official football experience as a young Razorback fan was Little Rock, Houston versus Arkansas. Andre Ware and Quinn Grovey, what a game. I can still remember it. So I got a real kick out of enjoy listening to Quinn give his analysis on the game. That was your first Razorback football game? It was not my first, but it was my first memorable one. I think my grandfather had kept pretty much season tickets for 20 or 30 years, and so he took us to all the games, but that was a shootout of shootouts. So yeah. I, I do remember – I do remember 50-yard line, Little Rock. It was a great experience. Wow. Well, I was going to say, if that was your first game, oh, it was your first memorable experience, you'd had a hard time topping it after yep. that. Uh, that. That was one of the that's greatest right. games of all time. 45-39, whoever, you know, and that's one of those games. We talked about last year when Arkansas was playing Alabama and they could never get the ball with a chance to tie. And that's what yeah. happened in that game. Arkansas in the in the third, late in the third quarter, got a two-score lead. Houston would score. Arkansas would score. So they could never get within one score and get the ball. And that's how Arkansas won, 45 to 39. Pretty, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good experience. Pretty good memory. Yes, sir. Okay, so Bart, we talked a little bit yesterday, obviously, and so we can talk about a few things today. We again, we'll let our listeners know. It's Bart Reed this half hour. Fitzhill and I. It's from six to seven. You got any questions, thoughts about Razorback football, thoughts about basketball, call us at 501-661-1037. So, Bart, you're, you're mostly a basketball guy, but, you know, as we look at what uh, Eric Musselman is doing in recruiting, how, how big a factor is being able to bring recruits on a football weekend and see the enthusiasm of those crowds, since obviously there's no – basketball games that he can bring them to uh, before the early yeah. signing period. You know, I think the coaches really like to bring and having some experience with this, I think they really like to bring them in on, on football weekends. I think they would, if they had their pick, it almost sounds a little counterintuitive. They would almost rather bring them into a football experience for a fan base that's really passionate and for a team that's got some promise or is winning or all the above because it gives them an outside feel of what the campus would be like outside of the basketball arena. And so I think it's important, especially as you talk about basketball, because basketball is one of the few sports that kind of cross the semesters and get to be really long. I mean, football, we're talking about summertime and then first semester, and then it's starting to shut down. Basketball kind of transcends the whole year. So Christmas time, Thanksgiving, those are usually places where these players are spending at home with their families. A lot of times, they don't get to go home. I, I, listen, we played at OU my sophomore year at ULR two days before Thanksgiving, so or the day before Thanksgiving. So 
it, it, it really gives them a taste of what campus life is really like. And so I think right now having a lot of enthusiasm for our program is an excellent benefit for Coach Musselman. And, of course, he just does a great job on his own just in general recruiting and, and bringing in five-star players. And a lot of that is he's talking to NBA talk. So a lot of these coaches can attest. Coach Fitz, you want to talk about NFL talk? Coach Musselman is talking NBA talk to these young players. Mm-hmm. Professional basketball players is what they want to be. That reverberates that allows him to bring the players in the football games like this and the crowd and the Razorback facilities can sell them after that. Well, it's not a time when they can do that. I think this weekend, uh, in a couple weekends, he's got two uh, from Senegal originally, uh, 6'11 and 6'10 that are coming in. How big a recruiting weekend will that be for Eric Musselman? Well, it's going to be big because we we know from now past history, guys, he's not really going after players unless they are a diamond in the rough or four- to five-star players. I mean, we talked about Layton Blocker yesterday, so – the CP3 camp really kind of lays the path and foundation for, for this young man to be a five-star type player. So the type of and the caliber of players that Coach Musselman is bringing in to this program are we have to look at these guys, whether it's first year, second year, or their four-year staying, these are guys that have the skills or have the potential to play at the next level. And so certainly anytime any one of his recruits are in, it's something to pay attention to. Fitch, you and uh, when you were recruiting for the University of Arkansas, obviously Nolan Richards pro- Richardson's program was very strong. Yes. How much did he help you at times, and how much could Eric Musselman do maybe to help football recruiting? Oh, it was, I mean, my relationship with Coach Anderson and Coach Richardson was built through the recruiting process where, uh, I, you know, as, as Bart was talking about, you know, um, I – I looked at football and I used the basketball like the Kentucky game. Anytime there was going to be the Kentucky game, when you were planning though for a football trip, you always wanted to bring your biggest recruits in January when that game came in. So I think basketball does the same thing. You use this the type of weekend, and there are so many other activities around a football game from Friday night events that you get your host. They take them out. They you know fraternities, sorority, all the tailgating area that they're able to see the players walk in and see the total atmosphere. So it works. It works both ways. Even baseball, you know that you're bringing the, the yeah. coaches all in any at any sport. Girls basketball, that's recruiting. The advantages of SCC Network being on our campus, and that's why you really, when you start looking at getting the ESPN crew on campus for where they're going to go, all of that enhances your recruiting profile, and you try to make sure we get the best players we in for them to see the best weekend they possibly can. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so seeing crowds, you know, it's interesting because uh, I've said this on the air before, any former Razorbacks I've talked to, I've had the pleasure of writing a couple books, and when you interview them, they all talk about fans. And I always figured, as, a, as someone that's in the press box watching the game, that players tune fans out because they, you know, they've, they've got to be focusing on the game. And yet, from what you all are telling me, the, the fan experience that recruits um, what, what they observe while they're there can play an important role in recruiting. Am I accurate in that? Absolutely. And even 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 more so now that you know you plant stuff so when so when when the recruits are there, you you like to see them holding up their names and stuff like that in the stands. 
I mean, all those yep. things that recruit that recruits coordinators you do to orchestrate these type of things that you work because Arkansas is a very unique situation. No NFL teams, all those things. Yep. So people realize, hey, if I come to Arkansas, you know, it's a flagship institution. You know that that I'm gonna be the professional athlete of the state, and you have that to promote. And so the fans. When you have all those recruits down there, most time people looking up there when they when when the the articles have been written, Trey Biddy and all all the all the people writing about all the recruits coming to town, they're looking and say, oh, that's so and so, that's so and so, because they, the fanfare has created that atmosphere. How do they know that? That's right. Do you, do you do these recruits? I guess they're looking at their Facebook pages or their uh, Instagrams to see what they look like. How is it that these guys walk in the catfish hole? Or walk in Bud Walton or walk in the stadium and people know who they are. Because, Rick, that's why we got to get you on Twitter. <laughs> that's it. Okay. I'm, I'm telling you. When Twitter and Instagram, everybody knows. And so a, a student athlete will go on Twitter and say, I need this many followers. And then people who are following the athletes, they start following the athletes on, on Twitter and Instagram. And, and so that's go look at the Instagram accounts. And so a person will go on a, on a recruiting weekend and then that whole con- people will start following that student athlete on Twitter and they know what he looks like. And they know, you know, they're communicate. They can communicate with him. Hey, this is what we want you here. Hey, we want you. That's not illegal. And so yep. now. And, hey, and the second. Go ahead, Bart. Sorry, Rick. Well, the go second ahead. that, I mean, we're we're in besides the NIL, I think the coach's point. Social media has changed the dynamic of college sports in general, probably more than anything and, and, and that I can remember because of the fact that these kids are coming into situations with brand awareness. I mean, if you're talking to a Nick Smith-type player, he's going to say, yes, I want to go to a place that is this and this and this, but I also want my brand to continue. And that's kind of part of this maturation process for all of these type of guys. And I I cannot tell you, just being a trainer, social media is not my favorite, necessarily my favorite part. I kind of use it as a one-sided conversation, as Coach Calipari does. He doesn't read all the comments and all that. But I have to be posting social media posts of my guys that I'm working with because that's the status quo, and it's good for their awareness, their brand, and coaching visibility around the country, whatever that avenue is for them. So we have to keep up, even at junior high, sometimes even – no, uh, Randy would laugh at elementary school. These guys are top players. You got to promote them and get them out there on social media because people are watching and paying attention. Wow. How do these guys have that much time? You know, if they're talking to coaches, if they're practicing, if they're playing, you know, I, I guess we all decide what's important to us. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I look at Twitter sometimes. I don't ever post on it, but. <laughs> I don't do that every day. How do they have time to do that? Is that just a priority? It happens all the time. It's, it's the it's the lifestyle now, Rick. I mean, the, the 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 this generation, everything is on your your smartphone. I mean, you can do everything. You pay your bills. You can do everything. so. I mean, a kid if a, if a kid has downtime, when they're sitting there looking, they're on their phone. On the phone. I mean, so if they take if they go eat, they're eating, reading their phone. <laughs> So that so that so and and they're looking and you know they're looking at what they're following about themselves and who else following them and so your fans start following them and then you know they'll fall off if they go someplace else but the biggest fan support you can get that helps your recruiting. Amazing. Okay, well I, I knew a lot of that, but uh, it's nice to have it reinforced. Amazing. 
Okay, Bart Reeves with us, Fitz Hill. We'll take your calls at 501-661-1037 when we return on Drive Time Sports. It's time for Bart Reed, Drive Time Sports insider for everything basketball in Arkansas. Bart is a former college player here in Arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in Arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program. Bart Reed is brought to you by Arch Street Wheel and Tire. Tell them you heard this ad on the buzz and you'll get $100 off instantly with the purchase of four Toyo or Nitto tires. Only at Arch Street Wheel and Tire. Pretty good deal. Make sure you let them know that you heard that on the buzz. Fitz Hill, Bart Reed, Rick Schaefer with you on Drive Time Sports. Bart, uh, we were talking about social media. You had another point you wanted to make. Yes, I was going to say, also, part of this ingrained in the DNA of the kids is the coaching uh, the college coaches are, have kind of reinvented themselves and are really using this as an effective tool to communicate with players. So I think it's also an avenue that, of course, there are pretty strict guidelines on what you can and can't do, but I know that they can use direct messaging and they can like posts and share posts. You can't uh, comment or talk publicly until a, a player signed or committed, but certainly there are ways that coaches are using social media to get that extra communication with those players and in fact if you're in my position where i'm talking to a lot of parents and players if i was if a parent just said i want to contact 100 coaches what's the best way to do that traditionally 10 years ago we're talking email 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 i would advise them you have a better chance of getting them on twitter instagram facebook than you would just sending a general email request coach hill would you agree with that i really think it's an effective way and parents and players need to really understand the impact that social media is having on recruiting well uh, well no here, okay and, and to your point the even the nil is driven by social media and so when you start thinking about sharing on social media it's you know they're looking at the following that that you know hey how, how, how involved are you in social media and how many followings you have and so you have your fans who are following the players not the players the name image and likeness they're using but social media has changed the whole trajectory of recruiting from film evaluation there was a player the coach yesterday that i can't remember it was a division two school he he got he went on 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 twitter and said i have one scholarship left uh, send me your film yep absolutely <laughs> right? yes yeah wow. <laughs> I guess that's a clever way to do it. I wonder how many people sent him his film. Wouldn't I, I, be, I bet he, I bet, I bet he had a plenty to evaluate. You think so? Yes. Wow, interesting. Well, uh, that is how it's done now. So tell me, guys, you, you you're into this more than I am. I do look at Twitter sometimes, and then okay, here's a recruit guy who recruited on the or was on a recruiting visit, and there on Twitter is his picture with Sam Pittman, or with Eric Musselman. Now, in the past, you could never do that. That's legal now, that you can have a coach pictured with a student-athlete who's being recruited? That That's okay? The institution can't do that. No, no, no. Yeah, but right. the player can. The player right? can, the yeah. Right, right. They yeah. send they send that. They send the, when they have those photos made, they send that to the players on their visits or whenever they're on campus. The players can do anything they want to do with it. So the, so yep. the school sends it to the player. Yes, and then the, if it gets posted, it's, on, it's because the player posted it, not because the school did. That's exactly right. That's right. 
So you still can't say anything about a prospect until he until signs. He or she signs. That's exactly right. That's right. But but you yep. but you learn the ways around that. And so what you do if the kid is and you and I'm gonna tell you what they say on there. Even though when they retweet that or they send it because they'll send them the things and they want you to do that because people want to know that you know hey they're considering. But they put their little hashtag not committed. So that's that's right. that's that's what they say, and so they'll go ahead and and and, you, and you'll see that every time hashtag not committed. That's letting you know they're on official visit, they're interested in this place, but they're not just because they're retweeting this out. They're not committed to this institution, but they're very interested, but they're not committed. But if they did commit, and, do they do they and, say that on one, Twitter? Yes. One step further on that is we're seeing a lot of rise of the quote unquote kind of fake offers or not necessarily fake offers, non-binding offers. See, coaches can't comment on recruiting. So there's nothing to prevent player X from going and saying, I have an offer from the University of Texas. University of Texas coaches can't comment on recruiting publicly. So there's really no recourse there to debunk that, to, to, to you know, put a vote, yes, that's happened. I mean, they really, you really have to dive dive deep and do your information and research to determine, hey, what's real and what's not real? Because that's the dark side of social media is that there is a lot of misinformation and just unscrupulous information out there as well. And to your point, Bart, what you found that's taking place now is that you will see now that many institutions have a legal letter out there signed by the head coach saying that you have been offered a full scholarship signed by the coach. So that's even out there to 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 get away from exactly what has happened because some people are – do y'all remember last year there was a guy that, that said he committed to a place on, on – and then he had yeah. no scholarship? Right. That's, yeah. that's, that's what Bart is talking about. It? I think it was USC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then coach said we don't. They we didn't even know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, but see, he's using that deal, telling it. Well, I'm considering. I think I'm gonna go to USC. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and commit. And then when he do that, other people try to get involved. And so you know, it's 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 it's, it's it, it, you know it, what they said. Uh, you know, you you, you you somebody wants you. Don't nobody else want you. Does somebody want you? You might want to. That's right. Okay. All right. So, Bart, what's that? So, I I think we heard yesterday that uh, right now, still a no contact period for uh, any college coaches. When does that pick up again? And uh, what would be next for Arkansas's coaches? Ooh, and I need to I need to brush up on this because I'm so summer driven on, on when the contact uh, periods are. So, Rick, I think I, I, I think I September to... I think September ninth is the next okay. contact period. Now, that doesn't contact. mean you can't contact through social media, uh, but that's yeah. the next time you can either visit them or they can visit you. Yep, and then right after that, of course, we would have any players that can can early sign during that period as well. So, yeah, you know, this is a pretty unique situation for college coaches right now because they have now had a chance to digest all of the grassroots information that they have and recruiting updates as far as rankings are always coming out at this end of August time frame where everything updates. So this is a stretch where I think if coaches and every coach does, every school, they have their board. This is where movement will happen on the board. Names are being put to the top. Names are being substituted. So you really see a lot of coaches get narrow their focus during this 
coming up that contact period in September. And from what you're saying, if you're not a four or five star, forget being contacted by Arkansas, huh? Unless you're a diamond in the rough. And I think Coach Musselman and his staff will still be supreme evaluators. So I do think that there are players that are late bloomers. Listen, I think Anthony Black is a, uh, is a prime example. That's a guy that really kind of fell into his role not too long ago. He was really a late bloomer. Nick Smith was a late bloomer. Now, he, he came on extremely strong. We've talked about Honor Botang unranked two years ago as a 15 that I was a coach on the Hawks team. He was unranked outside the top 200. Now he's looking at breaking into the top 20. So stuff can happen, and it can happen in a hurry. So I don't think they're going to close the door on anything. They're always going to be evaluating and looking for for top talent. Okay, Bart, 